Hey, Dream Angel. Hey, Slow Magic. Guess what? What? We're back. We are back. We are back on the podcast. We're here. We moved. Yes. But we'll get into that later. Yeah. I'm stoked to be back. Me too. I'm actually super excited to be here recording this with you in my parents' guest room. We're coming to you live from the guest room. In quarantine. And this is Playdate. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome everyone to the Playdate Podcast. The podcast where each episode we discover a new song made and sent in by a complete stranger. I'm Slow Magic. I'm an anonymous masked musician who makes electronic music. <laughs> and I'm Dream Angel, creative director, and I make pretty things. And if you're just joining us, welcome. If you're if you're already a PlayPal, welcome to you too. We're welcome stoked. Welcome back. Yeah, we, we've been gone for a couple weeks. Yes, we have. We had we had a big move across the country. We're now in Vermont. And if you are like many people we've talked to who don't know anything about Vermont, I've actually prepared some facts about Vermont. Okay, cool. So, should we go into those now? Yeah, let's learn a little bit about Vermont. They're different than my fun facts, but if you're one of those people who's like, is that part of Canada or like what is Vermont? Like these, I thought I would just, I don't know, bring up some touch points. Let's touch do points? this. I don't know. So nice. Vermont is a state and it borders New York, New Hampshire, and Massachusetts. Cool. So it's a state? Yeah, it's a state. <laughs> it's a Check. state in the United States. I need to learn America. these things too. And Vermont is the 14th state. And before that, it was its very own country, founded in 1777. Was it called Vermont? It was called the Vermont Republic. And it operated a post office, issued its own currency, called Vermont Coppers, and was, I think, pretty reluctant to become part of the United States. They were late, or not not late, but number 14. Right. They were number 14. So that was after the 13 original colonies. So... The, the next one. Yeah, the next one. <laughs> the first edition. Vermont is regarded as one of the most progressive states. It was the first state to grant women partial voting rights, which nice. that's just kind of sad sounding right now because partial is just depressing. But still, first, it, was, yeah, the first. it was the first state to abolish slavery, and it was the first state to legislate same-sex marriage. Awesome. And Vermont is the number one maker, purveyor, I don't know what you want to call it, of maple syrup, marble, and talc in the United States. And Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Which is from here. Yeah. And as long with uh, Burton snowboards, Cabot cheese, I don't, I, can't, I didn't go into that. That's, those are good things. There's yeah. a lot. <laughs> and that's all I really had. 
But I that's hope, awesome. I hope that like can. Oh, and Bernie Sanders is our senator, so that's yeah. some more contemporary. Some oh, and you, fish. Some of you may have heard of him. Yeah, fish is also a band from here. I don't really listen to fish to be honest, but same. Yeah, that we're not big fish. I don't know what their fan base is called. Fish fans? Fish heads? Fish. Either way, that's getting away from it. But yeah, that's what I just, I thought I'd share that. Welcome to, from our new home, Vermont. Yes. We're so excited to be here. Uh, moving during this current situation in the world was kind of stressful, but we were super safe and responsible on our way. And I could just say personally that I'm glad that, that it's over. <laughs> yeah. And right now we are quarantining ourselves for 14 days. So we don't, if we did get it along the way we don't know it we're just trying to keep safe everyone's safe not so. spread anything so we're coming to you live from the guest room which is our new temporary studio yes but yeah that's that's awesome should we get into things here yeah let's get into things well this week we had an awesome song the hardest task by my crooked teeth and he is based in oxford england and we talked to him later in the episode we'll play the song and the interview but yeah, it was a good one. This is a, a bit different than some of the other songs we've had. It was more like like a band, folky, kind of organic instruments. I'm excited. Yeah, it was and it was super exciting to like hear the song when it was sent in to us. It was just it's a very exciting episode for us. Yeah, and, and to everyone out there, we love electronic music, but we also love any kind of music. If you're in a ska band, polka, uh, folk, rock, <laughs> uh, psychedelic Punk, acid, fusion, jazz. techno, yeah, dubstep, dubstep, acoustic dubstep, anything wow. out there, send it in. We're we're excited to hear everything. Like, yeah, we want to hear it, share it. If you're just a singer songwriter or you know someone out there, basically we just want anything. So we're listening to all the submissions. We have a lot, which is exciting, and there's been so much talent in the play pals. So submit your songs to us at slowmagic.cool slash podcast. Awesome. But how are you now today? Today I am feeling, you know, good. It was a sunny day here and I went on a lot of walks and I did a lot of video editing. And I like doing video editing. That's fun for me. So I had a good day. And then I, like, I don't know, we had a fun dinner and then a fun nighttime walk. I've just been having fun. How about you? Definitely. We're getting situated out here and, you know, unpacking some stuff. And it's been a good day. The sun was shining. Um, I don't know. We're just hanging out. And uh, I'm so excited to be back on the podcast. Me too. It's nice to get our mind off of things by just focusing on what people are creating. It's like really, for me at least, very nice. And And I'm sure for you. I miss talking to the Play Pals, but... You know what my favorite part of the podcast is? What? Getting to talk to you every week. (laughs) Aw. For a couple hours or however long it takes us to (laughs) record. (laughs) Takes us 10 minutes. Yeah, we record fast and slow it down in post. (laughs) Hey, could you plug my phone in over here? There's no iPhone cable. Oh, there is. Speaking of plugs. Can I plug my phone in? Yeah. Well, speaking of plugs, I guess what? What? Well, I made a new song a little while ago called Home, and that's still out, and everyone should go listen to it. I agree. And another thing, I put all my music on Bandcamp, and they've been really cool, like 
about waiving their fees to help support artists recently. We just, you know, the first of the month they did that. But even if it's not that day of the month, you can always support by going on Bandcamp. And if you want to own my music, which is hard to do these days, the way with all the streaming. (laughs) But those are some ways you can support. And you can also go to our Patreon, my Patreon, whatever it is. It's patreon.com slash slowmagic. And we also incorporate those patrons into the podcast by letting them answer, ask us questions. That we answer later on in this podcast. We might let them answer questions too. We'll see. Who knows? But those are my plugs. Awesome. Do you have any? I don't have anything to plug. What about your Instagram? You can follow me on Instagram (laughs) at littledreamangel. Or like, honestly, we've been making YouTube videos and posting them mostly on your account. So watch those because... Like I said, I like editing videos. And just search Slow Magic on YouTube, and yeah, we also make a podcast. You oh yeah, check you that should out. check out our podcast. Um, but you probably don't want to hear about that. Let's move on to I know where to go. Where? It's a corner. <gasps> Tell me about it. It's Dream Angel's Fun Fact Corner. Yes, it is my Fun Fact Corner, and this Fun Fact Corner is a place where I bring Slow Magic four fun facts that I've learned, and he tells me which one of them is his favorite. Wait, you learned these? I thought you knew these all just by just by talent. Maybe. Maybe some of them. <laughs> but shall we begin my fun fact corner? Yes, please. So astronaut is a compound word derived from the two ancient Greek words astro, meaning star, and not, which means sailor. So astronaut means star sailor. Ooh, like nautical. Yeah. Not. That's awesome. That's such a cooler way to say that. Right? I think it's like, I thought that was a really dreamy fact. That's cool. I might write that down for like a song or. See, I thought you would, I thought you would feel that way. I was excited to share it with you. That's cool. Okay. The next fact is that the deepest swimming pool in the world is the Y40 Deep Joy in Italy, and it is 130 feet deep at its deepest point, equivalent to the height of a 14-story building. And there's even a glass tunnel for spectators a couple meters below the surface. Do people swim in that? I Yeah, it looks like, I know it's really small, oh, but it wow. looks like that. That's like crazy. Don't your ears pop at a certain point? You have to go slow. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I've never swam in it, but I imagine. I wonder what the point of that is. Are they like trying to... That I was trying to figure out, and I couldn't find anything. So, I'm trying to see what it, what's at the bottom of the ocean, but yeah. man-made. I just like what is the maintenance for that? That's a tall pool. Like how much chlorine goes into chlorine? How much chlorine goes into that? Does it go down into the ground, or is it up above the ground? It goes like I think it's like. That's just a well. <laughs> True. It's <laughs> They're just, just a diving well. into a well. I feel like it's like. You know what? I don't know. I looked at a picture, and I didn't even remember. That's cool. Okay. That's deep. That is is very deep. They go deep. The next fun fact is that Finland has more metal bands per capita. Apparently, Finland has 53.5 metal bands per 100,000 people. More than anywhere in the world? Yeah, and second place is tied between Sweden and Norway, and they have 27.2 metal bands per 100,000 people. That's a lot of metal. But Iceland is in third place, and it has 22.7 metal bands per 100,000 people. Wow. Yes. That's, that's heavy. 
There's a lot of metal up there. Yeah, it's very heavy. And the United States only has 5.5 metal bands per 100,000 people. Just put that in. Ugh, just put that into perspective. Wow. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. My last fun fact is that Daryl Hall and John Oates, you know, the band Hall and Oates. Yeah. They first met in a service elevator, escaping gunfire between two rival gangs at a venue in which they were both competing in a music competition. Oh, my. And when they were in the elevator, like, escaping the gunfire, they realized they had, like, a similar interest in music. That's crazy. Well, I mean, obviously, because they were both performing in a competition, but they realized they had a lot in common, and that's how the band started. That's that's quite a stressful situation. I'm sure they had some sort of shared experience. Oh, my God, there's a big spider. <laughs> ah! <laughs> it's so big. Ah, there's a giant spider. Okay, well, <laughs> I killed the spider. Should we cut that part out? No, I mean, sorry to all the spider lovers. It was coming at us, so, I mean, that was, you just pointed. You didn't even make a sound. Well, I didn't want to disrupt the podcast. The, the spider did, but. Yeah. Okay, so. I feel, like, kind of freaked out. Should we take a deep breath? Okay. So, let's see. <laughs> What's the best fact? Or what, what was my favorite? What was your favorite? Do you want me to summarize them? No, I know them. I okay. think my favorite would be, hmm, you first. No, it's my, I'm supposed to yeah, choose. Yeah, you're supposed to choose. Honestly, I think that I have to pick the astronaut one because Star Sailor is a cool band name or maybe a song name. Don't steal it because out there, or go ahead, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> first person to make a band called Star Sailor and send in a song can be featured on our episode, next episode. Fair enough. But yeah, those are good facts. I really enjoyed those. Mine is that the metal band one because apparently someone on Reddit made like this like database to like figure that out. And like I like the idea of someone just like making a project to like, I don't know. Where do you register your metal band to be counted in that like census? I have no idea. And I didn't find this on Reddit. I found it on another website. So the official metal bandregistry.gov. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you're a metal band out there, please sign up because we want better statistics for that. But that's cool. I think it's so. Well, thanks so much for bringing the facts. And if you guys have any fun facts, please Instagram message them to me because I don't really use Twitter. So. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) And our Instagram. I was going to use MySpace to send them. Well, I guess you could try, but our Instagram is at PlaydatePod, so. And you can you can follow us there too. Yeah, if you're gonna send us a fact, please follow us. <laughs> I'd well, we we that. should post more there too as well. Yeah. But you know we've been busy, but we're back. We are back. So I wanted to ask you, what's something you've been into this week? Well, I just gave so many fun facts. What's one thing that you've been into this week? Okay, well I'm gonna break a rule here. I'm gonna repeat. A topic that we might have talked about before. Okay. It's called Animal Crossing. <laughs> but, I mean, okay, this game is, is in a little bit of a way taking over, taking over our lives. And But it's been nice because when we were moving, we had so much stress with packing and, and you know, all the stuff about the drive. But 
we were able to just play Animal Crossing a little bit every day, maybe a lot sometimes, but we were just like, it's a nice escape. I guess that's what I'm going to say. I know a lot of people are playing it and it's kind of the best time to play it, but you know what? It's been fun and creative, but also a little stressful because there's like so <laughs> much to do and like it becomes like a second job because you have to pay off your debt and you can like build cliffs and it's really tedious, but if you're a player of the game, you know, but I mean, it's been fun and we've been like visiting friends islands and our imaginary friends islands on Discord. It's true. But yeah, I mean, I'm going to just have to say I've been into it this week. I mean, it's been, it's always fun. It is always fun. I can't talk about it every week, but. But it's also sometimes very exhausting. I don't know if any Animal Crossing players out there ever like feel exhausted by their game. Oh yeah, I mean, it it's like another life and it, it's kind of a. It can be stressful, but that's what makes it fun. True. Because it's rewarding. It is rewarding. <laughs> it's like the, the illusion of productivity, <laughs> which, like, who couldn't use that? True. It's very, yeah, just play it and you'll see. Yeah, it's, and um, I'm hoping my mom gets the Switch so we can play. Yeah. Uh, I think everyone's mom and dad should get a Switch for this game, too. I mean, let's just make it official. Go get your mom and dad a Switch. And, like, uh, everyone. <laughs> Like, Slumhadrix, Mom, if you are listening to this, please get a Switch. We could all play online together. Yeah, we want to send you uh, gifts in the mail. Plus, I know you would make the prettiest town. Yeah, the flowers and the I know the flowers would be so good. (laughs) We'll talk off pod, Mom. But anyway, is there anything you've been into this week? Yeah, there is actually. I have been into Lady Grey Tea, which is a tea I've always really loved. But like, I thought you were going to say Lady Gaga. No, I was, no, <laughs> Lady Grey Tea. Okay. And yeah. I love Lady Grey Tea. I've always loved it, but I could not find it for so long in Phoenix. So I ordered a bunch on Amazon and it came and it's just like, brings me so much joy. It smells good. I'm a coffee drinker in the morning, but when I make the tea, it smells so good. And honestly, Slow Magic makes my tea better than anybody else because he puts the right amount of maple syrup in it. Just a little sweet. so good that's awesome I mean something I've been into this week is just coffee too (laughs) yeah that's true made a pour over coffee some Dunkin Donuts Dunkin Dunkin Donuts (laughs) (laughs) Dunkin Donuts is the best coffee out there changed my mind yeah no no (laughs) one can do it well you know what this is where we would put an ad if we had one but we're just gonna not do that anyway I wish Dunkin' Donuts would, like... Squarespace, if you're listening, we're ready for ads. Please contact us well, on Instagram at PlaydatePod. <laughs> instead of an ad, why don't we just jump right in? Here it is. This is our song this week. The Hardest Task by My Crooked Teeth. Give up. Forget which food you need to lean on I get weird and you'll get weird too That won't bother me if it don't bother you Tell me everything you need And I'll be good 
Here we have Jack. How are you doing, Jack? I'm doing very well, guys. Thank you very much for having me on your podcast. Yes. How do you say your last name? <laughs> yeah, I was wondering that too. <laughs> well, uh, you're pretty much free to uh, freestyle it however you please. Um, people have done all my life. So um, I guess <laughs> the correct way is Olhafsky. But, okay, uh, okay. You know, Olchorsky is a very acceptable second place. And um, Olkowski. Is, was the was the chosen way of my teachers when I was at school. So at this point, you know, you just you just go for it, and then uh, we, there's there's no judgment at my end. Yeah. <laughs> well, we won't try. Yeah, we'll just call you Jack. <laughs> we'll stick that's, with Jack. Yeah, that's the safe option. It's just to never go near it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're you're in the UK, right? That's right. Yeah, I'm um, I'm based in Oxford in the UK. Okay. Awesome. I don't know nice. if we've ever been there. Oxford, that is. But it's we've been to the place. UK. Yeah, if you get the chance, um, it's yeah, it's very popular with um, Americans and Canadians and people from that sort of general point of the world. Um, it's definitely worth a visit. We've got some really lovely stuff out, out here. Is um, that where Lewis Carroll, who wrote Alice in Wonderland, is from or lived? I believe so. Oh, I'm showing myself up here. I know it's it's. It's famously C.S. Lewis and... Have I got that right? C.S. Lewis and T.S. Mm. Eliot? Yeah. Um, ah. They famously had a had a long chat um, about religion and all sorts in a pub um, in Oxford called The Lamb and Flag, which is still going, it's still open, pretty much exactly as it was way back when. And one of them was attempting to convert the other to um, Christianity, I believe, or something like that, and it prompted... Um, the Chronicles of Narnia. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that's sort of all an allegory for um, the religious, the Bible texts and whatnot. So that's, yeah, I, in terms of um, who you mentioned, I can't remember specifically. They might be. 
I'm probably showing myself up now. I'll look it up here. <laughs> I feel like Let's maybe see. it was birthplace. Maybe he just worked. He was born in Daresbury, UK. But, wait, is Oxford <laughs> University there? I just yes. assumed. Yeah, that's it. I feel and like what, he was a teacher there. That may well be the case. Yeah, big historical figures tended to have, uh, have called by because of the uni at some point or another. Um, Albert Einstein had a little stint at the university. Ah. And, um, funnily enough, I played a gig once um, with an old band. I don't know if you've heard of uh, So Far Sounds. Is that is that popular in America? I'm not it's, sure. I'm going to write that down. It's... um. Yeah, it's like a worldwide thing and you perform in small, unusual, intimate spaces and people buy tickets and they don't know who they're going to see. They just find out on the night. And um, we did the very first Oxford one, my old band, which is a band called Two Liesel. And uh, it was set in the room where Albert Einstein um, stayed. It was like his little living room when he was teaching wow. at Oxford University. Yeah, it's really cool. That's amazing. So, so one more time, what was the band called you were in? So it's, it, we were called Tilliesel. So it's T-O-L-I-E-S-E-L. Um, you think with my surname, I would have learned to, you know, avoid words that were hard to pronounce and stuff. But um, <laughs> clearly I hadn't. And um, yeah, we were, we were a band for a good, a good five or six years, I think. And, and it's a lot of the, a lot of that stuff has carried over to My Crooked Teeth. So um, three of the guys still very much involved and um the other guys that aren't so much involved are still you know they're still people that I go to for insight and um to get their opinion on early early demos and things like that so yeah there's there's still a the the two leads will still have I feel like it has a presence in in my crooked teeth to this day Awesome. What uh, was it? Similar kind of music to what you're I doing was, now? It was sort of much heavier, I guess. It was okay. um, sort of like grungy um, country, alt country grunge, I suppose. The, in, oh, nice. in, in the sort of Neil Young vein, and um, uh, they kept. I would bring you know a handful of songs in, and they'd be like, "Yes, to those two, but that one's too quiet, and that one's too relaxed. So you know, <laughs> keep keep that for yourself." So then when I played shows by myself, I, I tended to dip into the quieter ones, which is where the project started, really. Oh, nice. So we might drop a sample of one of your old band songs here. Will you tell us about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, it's Jack Ol- Olhavsky. Um, I, I moved to Oxford to go to Oxford Brooks University. So this is, this is the other university in Oxford, I should say. Mm. Um, you know, I had the opportunity there to tell you a little bit of a lie and say I went to Oxford, but uh, <laughs> I, I can't bring myself to do it. Um, and uh, I absolutely loved it. Met all of uh, my friends who I now still see regularly. I mean, that was in 2006, so it's quite a, quite a while ago now. And, um, you know, the, the boys who I ended up to go and make Two Liesel with and now who play in My Crooked Teeth, that's where we all met. So it was a really formative time and loads of us have stayed on. And that's also where I met um, at, at Oxford Brooks Music course is where I met Jerome Alexander, who I know you guys are familiar with 
through message I to Vegas. I thought you guys knew each other. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I was I was his drummer ten years ago. Oh. I, I, I had a Facebook memory about an early gig uh, just today, funnily enough. And um, wow. yeah, so so I was I was his drummer for a little while, not on recordings, just on the live setup. But that that tended to be how he did things. He would record um, pretty much everything himself, and then. He's, he started to lean into musicians. And, I mean, the, the rotating cast was, was probably 20 people at least. And then wow. he settled on a, on a five-piece for the biggest time, which I was I was a part of. And, um, that's awesome. Yes. And so that's how I met that man who I love dearly. And I would have been seeing him a few weekends ago in Bristol. But um, mm. then the lockdown came in. Yeah. And I've basically just been in Oxford ever since. And I've been... Throw threw myself into the local music scene, which is absolutely brilliant out here. And um, uh, a shout out to everyone involved in in Oxford because it's it's a lovely place to play music and be in a band. And yeah, I just never left, and I'm I'm have had a very good sort of nearly fifteen years here now. Awesome, that's a, that's a cool that you were in a friend of the show and guest drums band so that's yeah like, uh, and of course he was um i was there on the the estonia uh day oh. that he was talking about yeah where he got stuck in the car listening to the xx for um okay yeah for like four hours and um that's, i mean yeah you, you, i don't know how much you remember your chat because i know you've done loads of these podcasts and stuff but no i remember this yeah, that was, <laughs> yeah i remember that he, um, really well. he uh is sort of Part of part of what really tickles me about it is, as I'm sure you picked up through your chat with Jerome, is he's he's quite a quiet, unassuming person. He's mm-hmm. lovely. He's one of the loveliest people I I know, and um, I do think he's a bit of a quiet genius, in all honesty. But he um he's sort of the polar opposite of me, really. I'm really chatty, and I'm you know I'm quite extrovert, whereas he's much more introverted. <laughs> so the fact mm. that he got like abandoned and left in front of the car with people he didn't know. While his like much chattier, noisier bandmates just all slept in the back, and he was forced to endure the XX <laughs> for four hours both ways. Uh, yeah, it really tickled me for some reason. And um, so he was um, was he up in the passenger seat? Yeah, he was Sound up like... in the passenger seat, and okay. you know, this this really sweet uh, young woman driving us there. I, I, you know, I I got the sense immediately that she was quite quite chuffed to be meeting him really and and driving this guy who I think she was probably quite a fan of his music and she had all these questions and really wanted to know everything about him and and like much like the conversation we're having right now like you know how did you guys all meet and how long have you been in Oxford and all this sort of stuff (laughs) and he's absolutely shattered and like not the most outspoken person at the best of times and usually that's when I'd step in and do some of the social heavy lifting for him I just closed my eyes and went to sleep. <laughs> I feel like being in the front seat is the worst seat to be in. Yeah, yeah, it comes with its own responsibilities, definitely. It really does. It depends, though. I mean, I sometimes enjoy that, of course, but... Or if there's, like, a bunch of people you don't know in the back seat. Sometimes the front seat <laughs> is ideal. Yeah. Know. Yeah, being in the back, especially if you're in the middle and you've got somebody either side of you you've never met before, and it's, like, suddenly become hyper-aware of every inch of your body and how much yeah. it's imposing on that space or something. But uh, no, we were all quite cozy with each other at that point. Yeah, something about like playing music and touring with music that people don't 
think about maybe as much as like how many strangers you do get to interact with and yeah. get really close to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for for a small period of time. I mean, I've not I've not done much touring at all, really. I I've done I did a couple of trips with Message to Bears and I absolutely loved them. But you're you're absolutely right. Just even in those small opportunities that I had, you you spend forty eight hours with somebody before you move on to the next main thing that you do as part of the leg. And yeah, by the end, you feel so, you know, it's like brothers in arms type thing. And uh, even if you've only known each other a day or so or something. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And um, something that right now, I guess I miss more than I thought I would, you yeah. know, <laughs> because yeah. it's, it's fun to meet all these uh, strange musicians, <laughs> which I consider myself one of as well. <laughs> yeah, well, too right. Yeah, I think everyone involved in that world is at least slightly strange. Yeah, in the best way. Yes. Um, speaking good. of which, do you have any other stories from the road? Yeah, um, I want to know what your tour stories are. Oh, I remember like we. So the other thing we did was um, was in the Netherlands and Germany, and there was um there was a lot of. Uh, I'm so sorry if my computer's just made a noise there. I don't know if you picked that up. I'll um. Oh, I didn't I'll hear go, it. So oh, good. I'll close <laughs> the thing. Sorry about that. I'll go back a step. It's okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember that we um. Yeah, we did a we did a short stop around the Netherlands and Germany, and just in like a little car, just just going around as you do. And yeah, I'm trying to think of where it actually was. It might have been Görlitz, um, which if I've got that right, was right on the border of Germany and Poland, which just in itself is just a really interesting place to be in. I mean, literally, it was like you walked ten meters and you'd gone over a bridge and you're in Poland and then you go back ten meters the other way and you're back in Germany. So it's like right on a border and our mm. venue was literally on that river that the, the bridge was going over. And yeah, this guy, like, who I still chat with occasionally, <laughs> he was just like, you know, we said, look, we've got to be up at about 5.30 tomorrow. We had a 14-hour drive the next day. And mm. he was just, I think, I think the time from our us finishing our set and actually being in the car to leave was like probably three hours and we'd gone on at like midnight and so we're all starting to get a bit like um oh we're just not gonna sleep are we and then mm-hmm. he was just walking around and we'd like lose him for 40 minutes he'd be like where's michael where is this guy and then we're just like fun of smoking weed someplace <laughs> and, we'd <be> like, <laughs> and we'd be like michael like please man we just you know we just need sleep and then um, he eventually took us to this like giant mansion, which was like just the last thing we expected. <laughs> and it's actually featured in, um, you know, the Grand Budapest Hotel. It's like oh, yeah. in the background of there somewhere. And he's in the trailer for that film, him and his dog, who I'm pretty sure is called Emma. They wow. were in the first teaser <laughs> trailer for that movie. It's like, this so, so weird. And um, wow. <laughs> yeah, he's just, he's just sat on like a bench and Emma the dog like suddenly runs away. And, and that's almost the whole trailer. That's pretty much the whole weird teaser. Mm. Just like a Wes Anderson, you know, that's just how he does he does things. And yeah, we wow. were like led into this room and I remember collapsing onto this bed for like my precious like two hours sleep. And, you know, I finally laid my head down and he was like, oh, I've got a very long, very interesting story about this house. And I just had to be <laughs> oh, like, no. Michael, like I'm, I'm begging you, please, <laughs> please let me close my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah emma the dog like hounded adam our guitarist um all night and he said he managed to <laughs> he managed to find a uh, sleeping method that involved like stroking the dog to give it 
just enough attention to keep her from licking his face all night while still <laughs> still in a state of sleep who was like I said it was like a form of like he was like in a state of zen essentially <laughs> that's not so bad <laughs> yeah uh, yeah that's it I think <laughs> there's probably something quite nice about that but we were we were pretty like uh, well behaved it was the first and my only time at that point having done something like that so you know, I was the I was the nerd with an A4 piece of paper with information on every venue we were playing and who we were meeting and what the setup was. I think was it's good to be stuff. that nerd. Yeah, I loved being that nerd. I've been I had there. a great time. That like my all my crazy tour stories come from being incredibly well organized, which is not like me at all. <laughs> well, that I can definitely relate. I think both of us can to the lack of sleep, um, particularly in. Europe on tours there. I feel like sleep is the last thing that you do. Particularly in places that are kind of like, I'm imagining the border of Germany and Poland to be. I don't know. I feel like those places are always kind of farther away. So your schedule just gets really messed up or something. A lot of uh, airport visits in the early morning (laughs) after the show. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, that's it. That's because, yeah. I mean, like you say, the next morning we were actually just, we just drove um, straight home. Yeah. Ridiculous. But, um, we literally drove from that border of Germany, Poland, all the way to Oxford, England. We got on a ferry. Um, it's one wow. of the nice things about Europe is you can hop across countries. Well, yeah. until until Brexit, but that's that's the story for another day. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, we li- so we literally just drove through all those countries, and then we were back in our house. And it's, it's such a surreal feeling when you've just done one one stretch of a thing, and the last time you sort of we're not doing that. You were just in a, in a different country altogether. It's very strange. So what I wanted to ask you, well, we listened to your track this week and we featured it and we really enjoyed the song and it was also something fresh for our podcast. I mean, I think because I'm more of an electronic musician, mm. a lot of uh, fellow electronic musicians have sent in songs, but we were super... Um, excited to get something a little different in your track. So yeah, we were like super, super excited when we played it. We're like, this is so cool, and oh, I don't know, unlike you. anything we've heard. Yeah, and I mean, I'm hoping the more we do the podcast, we'll get a, a large variety of styles. And if you're listening to this podcast and you make something that isn't electronic, please send it in. But yeah, so let's talk about your band a little bit. Um, mm. You mentioned you had some members and. Um, I guess what was the process of this song in particular and yeah, yeah. this this song actually has a really specific um, thread that took it to where sounding the way it did I mean so funnily enough it was Jerome's approach to message to bears that allowed me to like relax into way into the way that I wanted to do things with my crooked teeth because I'd had a couple of iterations of band lineups and um I always really wanted it to be no pressure, all for, all for fun. You know, I didn't want people to dread getting the text like, can you do this practice? And all those things that come with band politics. Um, mm-hmm. But equally, that meant that it was really hard to get things done because, you know, you, you I wasn't asking people to commit to anything properly. So, of course, then, yeah. you know, they were, they were doing other things and, and everything like they should be doing. So I just really, I took a page out of Jerome's book and just thought, okay, so what if it's just like this open call? And every time I do something, I just send my demo to 
12, 15 people who I know and enjoy making music with. And if they like it, they can come back with an idea. If, if they want to play a gig, they can play a gig. And if they don't want to do anything at all, then that's also fine. So that's the way I've sort of been doing it for a few years now. And it's worked absolutely brilliantly. I've had a really, really good time doing it that way. So, you know, I might get three shows booked in and I'll have a drummer play those shows with me. And then um, and then uh, they, they do or they don't again, just depending on whether they feel like it. And what's been lovely is that there's... Um, been a few guys so so there's a chap called Tom Jowett who plays slide guitar and he's on the hardest task um he's he's done pretty much everything with me and he's a two lethal boy as well and then there's a guy called Darren who plays double bass and uh I'd say the three of us have done the most stuff together um and then Rob who you hear play piano on the hardest task he um he was a member of two lethal as well and he's done loads of stuff off and on. So he actually moved to Spain for about six years. And and I'm, as I'm sure this is really common in, in your world of music as well with you guys, um, you know, we would just be swapping ideas back digitally as um, as people just, it's so easy to do these days. So he was always really involved, but then like he didn't play a gig with me for years and years. But he's back, he's back in the country and he, he's been a pretty much on, on, the, on the live lineup ever since, which is absolutely amazing. But this, with this song, I, I put a call out to some friends. I said, look, would anyone just be up for recording me? I've got this new guitar. I've got a lovely um, nylon string guitar. And it started off just myself playing guitar and the vocal. And we put in a little um, temporary drum track just as like a friendlier click, and just instead of just a straight up click sound. And I sort of got quite attached to it. And I thought, actually, this sounds really nice like just even hearing it in that context of having a bit of rhythm underneath it and and just that extra side of it made me think maybe I need to actually make this a band thing and um so then I put some double bass on it and that happened really quickly and it was moving in one way and then it was it was it was sort of taking ages but that's okay because things do in in the world that when you're trying to do things for cheap and that sort of thing I always beg stealing and borrowing like people's time <laughs> and um eventually the guy who like I'd offered to produce it for me and I just recorded it in his like um cupboard at home with all our like towels and blankets to soundproof it he had studio oh, nice. time with his his main band and they just worked the track like together and so they put some proper drums on it and I don't know the drummer very well. I've seen him play a few times, but he's he's fantastic, really, really talented guy. And that just brought it out this whole extra level, this whole side of it. And so it went from being this solo track and, and the same vocal and the same guitar line, they're still there. It's from when it was a solo song and everything else was actually added afterwards, which, you know, in recording sense makes makes no sense whatsoever you would always start with the drums and that hasn't happened and so then that was like okay well let's beef up the harmonies and let's bring out some more like guitar overdubs and we put the guitar solo on and things like that um and yeah it just uh it really it sort of found its own sound as it went and it really did start sound off um started off sounding really quite different but um but i'm really pleased with it it's got a very nice sort of wholesome sound i think and yeah, I definitely. never would have guessed it was going to sound like that, but that's that's sometimes the way things go, and it was it was really really nice. 
Yeah, that's awesome. I it's cool to hear the approach and you know the outcome because, like you said, I mean, I I think it's always interesting. There's so many different ways to like make a song. Mm-hmm. You know that there's thousands of ways to take the same lyrics or whatever and you know build a song, which is kind of the challenge sometimes when you're working alone. Yeah, or at least for me. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's really cool. I I love the approach that you mentioned too of just opening it up and uh, because I I've personally also have had a hard time building a band in the past because of yeah. the commitments and the Life scheduling. Stuff, yeah, yeah, but that's so cool. I mean, the idea of just like having your friends who you work with and just opening it up. That's something I hope that people listening can be inspired by, and I know I am. I, I hope so. I mean, that would be that's a lovely thought, and I would definitely recommend it. It's so, it's such a different situation now, even than I would say ten years ago, or certainly fifteen years ago, where you really can, in quite a practical way, build a song, um, having not been in a room together. I'm not saying that's always the best approach. Definitely not, because there's nothing that beats getting in a practice room really getting to know each other musically and pooling all of your efforts together to produce something that's greater than the sum of its parts. I mean, I still think that's that's the greatest thing that can happen. But if your options are limited or you just want to add a few things here and there, like these days, it's, it's so doable. And my my next song that I'm, I'm hoping to release uh, soon, you know, the guitar solo was recorded in San Francisco by um, the drama from a previous single of mine. And oh, it's yeah. such a hodgepodge <laughs> nice. mix. And, you know, I've got a guy doing harmonies who has never met any of the other band, uh, the people on the song. But he and I played gigs together and I really like the sound of his voice. So I sent it over to him and he did a harmony. And it's just as simple as that. And I think, yeah. I think if you've got the opportunity to do things that way, and for me, uh, and in lockdown, I mean, geez, it's never been more. Yeah, to I was to do things like that. I, it, um, for me, it would either be that's how I record, or I'd, I everything would just be solo. So it really is my. It's been sort of a, a real saving way for me to be able to get out and produce something closer to the the sound that I would really really like, which is a band harmonies overdubs. That's the stuff I'm really into. Yeah, I, I was going to say like, especially now um, with everyone being inside and not able to go to the studio as much or whatever, this is the best time to try what you're talking about and just like yeah, get online, make it work. I mean, I know it can be challenging to work online, but yeah, it works, you know. Yeah. It's and not always the best, like thing, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, and it's made me less like precious. Like One of the reasons that I released the very first My Crooked Teeth EP and then I, and then I released another two Lisa ones. So there was, there was sort of a good reason for... The long, the long break, but it's something like three years between my first EP and a follow-up single. But, you know, I was really precious about every note and everything that was on it. And I, but equally, because I was asking people to just give me their time and, uh, you know, you, you, it was, it was slow, slow going, as I've mentioned before, but um, it actually yeah. has totally freed me up like when I sent this recent song out to um Sarah who's played uh, the solo out on it in San Francisco you know I had no idea what she was going to come back with I didn't I didn't have that control over it I had to completely relinquish it because 
what what would I have done if called her up like we are now and hummed out a melody or something? And that's quite a stifling way to start your contribution to a song. You know, really, people want to just do what they think is is right. But actually, giving up that control has just meant I've been able to just really get on with things. I hear it like, yep, yeah, that sounds great. I think Sarah's done a beautiful job. It's going in. It's just it becomes much simpler in a weird way. Yeah, definitely. So. What is one thing that you've been into recently? And it doesn't have to be music, it could be anything. Okay, one thing I've been into recently. God, do you know, I think the answer to that question might have been more interesting a few months ago when I was actually doing things uh, and living a normal life. <laughs> well, you could mention that. If, well, yeah. I, the thing is, I've, I've, I've painted myself into a corner there because now I've got to tell you something interesting. <laughs> that, that may not be the case. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> I am... Um, well, I'm absolutely loving... I don't know if you've heard of a songwriter called Andy Schorf. Have you uh, I haven't. Heard? He's actually the guy I was going to go and see with Jerome a few weekends ago. Um, mm. He's produced an album that came out January, right at the beginning of this year, um, called Neon Skyline. And it's, I feel like I've heard of that. It's... I can I honestly can't recommend it enough. It's it's so beautiful and um massively inspiring for the sort of aesthetic and approach to a recording sound that I'm I'm really really interested in. And it's it's slightly conceptual. So it's um it, the whole album is is about one night out from start to finish. It's every song follows on from the last and is about one person's experience going out for drinks with his friend and he runs into his ex-girlfriend and it's just about all, everything, all the emotions and feelings that throws up. And it's just so relatable and strangely addictive because the more of the story that you begin to understand, the more captivating and interesting it becomes because you 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 suddenly realise why each line is saying the things that it's, it's saying. So I can definitely recommend that to anyone listening. Um Outside of music, God, I'm I'm struggling to think on the spot here. I'm, well, uh, that's cool though. I I want to drop a little bit of of that in here. Is there a particular song that? We yeah, should? I I guess the um I guess the big sort of immediate single is one called uh, "Try Again." Sincerity, I swear it hurt for just a little too long. Charlie's drinking wine, Judy's laughing at him. It's lovely, yes, the, the really bright, upbeat song. I am. Um, I recently read uh, Jeff Tweedy's um, autobiography, the singer-songwriter from Wilco. If you've listened to much of that, oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, again, like, just one of those people that you just find yourself drawing real inspiration from. I, th- I think the guy's a phenomenal songwriter anyway, and I really love Wilco, um, the band. And um, yeah, just hearing his insight, I mean, we're talking about the songwriting process today, us guys, and this is this is a chap who's been doing things for probably approaching 30, 35 years. And, you know, he talks about recording songs into his phone with nonsense lyrics and sending them to his bandmates to see what they think. And you hear somebody at that level talking about recording things in such a down-to-earth 
way and the insecurities that he still has about his voice, about his lyrics, about his whole songwriting. He always wonders whether he's he's ever going to write a song as good as the ones he wrote in 20 years ago. And, and it's impossible to believe that somebody with that much calibre musically and so much success could possibly like have those insecurities. And so when he does, yeah. you know, you think it makes you feel so much better about your own process that you go through. And I think every, whether it's electronic music, folk music, rock and roll or whatever, everyone seems to hit that wall of like the, the, the doubt kicks in. I think it's just a curse of any, anybody who's interested in making art generally to be oh honest. yeah definitely you, you sounds like you know what i'm talking about you guys but like you you hear that yeah. space and you think my god uh, this is actually dreadful and i should like never do anything ever again and then you sleep on it and you wake up and think oh maybe it's not so bad but to think that you know somebody like that goes through that same process it um that helped me feel a lot a lot more relaxed about my own my own songwriting and everything so yeah i've definitely enjoyed that recently yeah i think it's uh it's always good to realize like a lot of the people that any creative artist looks up to, you know, the legends, they have mm. the same struggles that that everyone does. So yeah, that it is it is comforting to know or hear firsthand. You know, like oh, they're human, just like yeah, like I yeah, am. exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's right, and and they'll be drawing on that just like everybody else is to to produce something great. It was um my favorite songwriter ever. Uh, is a guy called Nick Lowe. He's a he's a British songwriter, but um. He said, "When you're, when you, when you're writing a great song, you can't believe that you ever struggled, and when you haven't written a good song for a long time, you can't believe you ever you were ever able to do it." And I think that sort mm. of summed it up really well. You know, you find yourselves in good good patches, bad patches, and when you're in it, you just gotta <laughs> you just gotta go for it while the going's good. Totally, yeah. Now that's a good quote for sure. Yeah, it's uh, well, he's he's quite good at things like that, so. Even even his quotes about not being good at writing songs are good, you know. <laughs> Maybe he should make it into a song. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I just want to ask one more question, kind of in the same vein. Um, mm-hmm. What is something that you would do to overcome like a creative block? Do you have any ideas or methods? Yeah, that's a great question. And something that I do is I step away from it and do something completely different. So, nice. um, and I will, I will put it to the back of my mind for like at least a few days and I'm really lucky. I've got a beautiful family and I've got a lovely son and, you know, there's some, nothing sort of can rejuvenate your feeling, your feelings about yourself, like than spending time with someone that makes you feel really good. And, um, the frustrations of, a songwriting tend to fall into when I'm feeling really positive and uplifted about my parenting. But then, you know, equally, if I'm, if I'm really having doubts about, oh God, you know, am I, did I handle that right? Am I, am I being the dad I think I should be and all those sorts of things that tends to fall into then I find it really easy to produce good songs. So if I'm struggling, I just step away and just get that lovely, little refresh and really just focus my my efforts and everything that I'm doing in my spare time and in a different way entirely and I think that's the only way I've been able to do it really is just um be removed from it for two or three days and then by the time you come back to it it just feels completely different 
That's yeah, that's awesome. I think that's kind of been a common uh, theme that we've heard on the podcast is like, oh, really? don't force it and yeah. just let it breathe. And no, that's really cool. I think I, the moment of stepping away is the hardest, though. You're like, yeah. when when can you cut yourself off? Like when? Yeah. yeah. It's like being able to actually have the honesty to say, I know you just spent an hour on this song, but hey, man, it's no good. <laughs> you got yeah, to like move away, away from it. It's <laughs> yeah. that, that exactly like you yeah. just said. It's that like that's the, the, the crucial moment because the other option is it's like, no, here we go. Hour number two. We're making this work. And which yeah. is just only leads to more pain when you have the same realization <laughs> an hour down the line. It's yeah, true. you can't force it. That's that's a good thing to remember. Yeah, very, very true. But yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Um my crooked teeth. No, um, thank you so much for having me. It's it's been it's been a real pleasure and I, I really appreciate getting to, you know, talk about myself for half an hour. Who doesn't who doesn't want to do that? So thank you very, of course. very much. <laughs> yeah, and uh this week's song again was the hardest task and yeah, thanks for to you and, and all the band members. For you know, contributing this to our podcast this week. Well, I really hope uh, anybody listening likes it, and um, I'll be listening into your future podcasts um, with yeah, with with much enjoyment. Sorry, one more thing I almost forgot. Do you have anything to plug in addition to? I I don't um, have um, you know the gigs the gigs that they've they've paused. So um, yes, <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, I'm doing a live stream on the 8th of May, but I don't know whether that's um, that'll be after this goes out, possibly, or... Um, it should be. It should be good. So that'll okay. be... Is it a... Uh, what day is that? <laughs> that is a Saturday, I think. So it'd be Saturday. this Saturday, May 8th. Yeah, I think... Oh, no, Friday. Friday the 8th. This Friday. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, yeah, I've got a live stream this Friday. It's going out through a uh, Discover TV um, which is an online uh, gigs platform, and they've they've kept things going um, under under lockdown, and uh, so that will be shared on my Facebook profile as everything that you'd expect. But um, honestly, the best thing that people can do if they want to if they enjoy my music and want to support me is take a listen to my music on Spotify and throw it in your playlists and you know follow me there that that sort of thing. People wouldn't believe how useful that is to somebody with a fairly small profile like myself. And also just to say that if anybody buys anything from my Bandcamp page, for as long as this um, coronavirus crisis is ongoing, 100% of the money that I'm left with after they've all taken their cut is going into good causes for to help with the oh, relief. Nice. Of, um, so if, if people, you know, they have a spare five bucks then then please chuck it in there and i'll i'll be passing it on to uh good causes to help help people out that's amazing yeah, that's um awesome. just so everyone knows like uh your usernames and stuff is that just under my crooked teeth yeah so um on facebook it's my crooked teeth uh on twitter it's crooked teeth ox4 um i'm not on the instagrams and um, Spotify, yeah, should just quick, quick search for my crooked teeth should should bring it up quite easily. Awesome, yeah. Um, everyone, go check it out. Um, and yeah, thanks again. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. This has and, been um, awesome. Uh, I I really look forward to listening in uh, to your to your next podcast.
I just want to say one more time that I love this song, and it was so good to talk to Jack. Yes, thank you for talking to us, and you're just like a really like bright ray of sunshine. And also, I just noticed like when we were doing some notes for this, the album art for his song is so cute. I think his son is in there, and then yeah. he's outside playing guitar. We'll probably put that on the the artwork for the yeah episode <laughs> so you can see chance. it yourself, but. <laughs> Oh, it's so cute. Uh, I loved what he said about like getting creative blocks and then going and just spending time with his son and just like, that's so cute. That was very cute. Very nice. <laughs> Warms to hear. my heart. Me too. So, what what's next? <laughs> so, I think this is like the part. It's of, been a while since we did the podcast. It's the part of the podcast where we, it's called Playlisted. Okay. And we make a playlist. We take Jack's song and we sandwich it in between two other songs that we just feel like. We'd put in a playlist. Mmm, sandwich. Yeah, mmm, sandwich. Like a playlist, a personal playlist sandwich. And there's no like, it's kind of like our own trains of thought. Yeah, this isn't really like trying to categorize the the song, but more just like based on our, the music that. Our own life experiences. Reminds us of. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I have a very limited, um, limited range of music that I've listened to in my life. <laughs> I feel like I listen to the same things. I don't know. I, mm-hmm. I love music, but I feel like maybe I'm because I'm not as young as I used to be. I listen to the same stuff more. Can I just say that you may feel that way, but if I play like negative seconds into any song in the world, you know what it is? <laughs> like, I don't know. I could, Before I even start the song, you're like, wait, I know what that was. Like, if I try to secretly skip a song on a playlist that I don't want to hear. You know it before I've even like. I'm just gone being to it. humble here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be humble. I, I mean, I don't know all the music in the world. The point is, let's do our playlist. <laughs> all right. Do you want to go first? I guess I'm like this. The music I'm gonna mention today is like old. If you're like, if you're thinking about things, you know, it's like. It's like at least 10 years old, this music, so. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Um, I guess that's why I mentioned, like, okay, so basically, I don't know why I'm so nervous to, t- to tell you this. Well, just tell me. I'm not nervous at all. So my first song would be Fleet Fox's White Winter Hymnal, and this is what it sounds like. I love that song. I love that band. I think the like the folky and the 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 tone of Jack's voice just reminds me of the vocalist for this band, who also kind of has a a little bit of a Wilco I think sound. But I mean, I love that song. I got to see them live once. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> then I would put the song, uh, the hardest task, and then I would put New Slang by The Shins. It sounds like this. Such a good song, such a tune. Um, and I mean, this doesn't really like, yeah, I don't know. It's the best song, so I put it in there. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and it reminds me of the Garden State soundtrack, one of the oh. best soundtracks 
not probably the best movie. I mean, it's an okay movie, but the soundtrack is bangers only. Yes. True. <laughs> Although there were a few songs on that soundtrack that I was like, I don't relate to this. Okay, you're right. But overall, it's a banger soundtrack. True, true. Okay, so. What's yours? My playlist? I would start with I Fall to Pieces by Patsy Cline. I fall to pieces. How can I be just your friend? Then I'd put Jack's song. And after Jack's song, I would put Brand New Key by Melanie. Nice. I'm not familiar with these songs. Well, I think one of them came out in 1961 and one of them came out in 1971. So these ones are actually older songs. Nice. What, I don't what know made why you I choose know them. them. Well, I don't know. It just got like that vibe of like. I like folk music a lot, actually. And I don't know. It just reminded me of those. Nice. I'm excited to hear those when I edit this. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was like self conscious about my songs being from like 2000 and. Or whatever. <laughs> That's awesome. No, those are good. You were you weren't expecting those, were you? No, that was some deep deep cuts. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm. What kind of music is it? I would say that it's like kind of folk, but I don't know what Patsy Cline is. Okay, we're gonna pause right now and listen. Okay, nice. I love the vibes. It's like classic music, which is how I feel about my crooked teeth. It's just classic, timeless, awesome music, and I love it. Me too. It's like the music that's just like, will always be a classic. Well, that's going to bring us to our next section, which is hashtag mood. Hashtag mood. Hashtag mood. And this is where we talk about like um, a scene that this song would play in, in a daydream. So what's yours? You know, I kind of feel like these two segments are really revealing about ourselves. Well, that's what we got to get personal here. Okay, so mine would be like, if you were to just take like a nice summer day, not like August. No, you know what? Maybe August. It could be August, you guys. Just imagine a month, not June, because June's not hot enough. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. (laughs) And maybe July, maybe August, when the sun is like setting really late. And but it's setting and it's like really like golden hour and you're just like standing there and you're in like a spaghetti strap. I don't know if we still call tank top spaghetti strap, but spaghetti strap, tank top, and like your hair's blowing and like um those things from dandelions when they become white and what are those called? Seeds. Sure. You like <laughs> blow them into like floating. They're past called little you. helicopters. Really? No. (laughs) I know, not really, but is that what you used to call them growing up? No, I'm thinking of those seeds that spin when you throw them. Never mind. But that's just like floating by you, and it's just like you're in a dream. Nice. Yeah, it's a dreamy summer song. It is a dreamy summer song. Mine would be like you're on a little lake or a pond in a rowboat, just paddling along. There's a big tree over you, and it's a nice day as well. And you're I just think could merge. paddling and maybe you do a little fishing, which I've never really done. I've never fished either. I don't think I have the patience for that. But in this 
in this mood I do. And yeah, I'm just paddling along on a nice little lake. <laughs> I say that we're not into fish with a PH and we're not into fishing with a PH or fishing with an F. But we love fish. Yeah, which is crazy. The food. <laughs> Wait. But not the ice cream. Not fish food. Okay, well, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> fish are cool though. Yeah. Awesome. That's our mood. Yeah. So thank you, Jack, for sending that song and letting us talk with you. It was a really fun time. Like we mentioned before, we do have a Patreon, and each week we answer a question sent in from a patron. So this week we have a question coming in from Mchu from the Discord, and she said, What are some things you learned about yourself slash others during quarantine? What's inspired you to create during these times? And what are you hoping to do once this is over? Uh, She said, I know touring, but other things too. This is such a good three questions. It's, um, I have to think about it. Yeah, it's a little intimidating (laughs) because it's so good. Yeah, very good question. Thank you, M2. And if you want to ask us a question as well, please join our Discord, our Patreon. They're connected. Um, Yeah, we talked about it earlier. You know where to go. Um, So, what's your answer? (laughs) One thing that I have learned about myself as well as others is that I feel like, well, about others, I feel like people are really actually like, not everybody, but I've noticed that there are a ton of people out there in the world who are like, truly care about everybody else in this world and like want to like, I don't know, it's just shown a lot about humanity and like people just like coming together and like thanking our healthcare workers and all of that and I just I find that like really inspiring yeah like seeing the best in people yeah and another thing that I've learned about myself is that I feel like you and I never went anywhere when we weren't on tour like I feel like we're really good at like staying in one place Totally, yeah. We are, we're kind of like homebodies already um, because we do travel when we're not at home. (laughs) But also, I feel like I've realized that in this time, like you and I, because we don't, we spend so much time with each other, it's like. It's not a lot different. Yeah, but like, obviously, enjoying this time with you. I'm thankful for the people that I have in my life, I guess. Awesome. Yes. I think something I've learned about myself is that. Um, I mean, I think that's been like stressful. I think everyone's feeling stress. What I've learned is that I really quickly stop thinking about doing self-care and all that. And so I've been learning to like take the time to like just slow down a little bit, relax, do some meditation, do some stuff that's good for me. I guess like when things get stressful, I kind of just focus on, I don't know, like working or I don't know. It's just like I've learned that. I need to like slow it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Remember to keep up on those things that, you know, are really important, like self-care. That's true. And what I've learned about others is kind of like what yours is. And I've learned that like, um, I'm, I'm thinking that everyone's being really safe, but a lot of people are really eager to go exercise. And I've seen a lot of people exercising, going outside in a safe way, which has been cool to see. Like, you know, people really appreciate um, exercise and getting to see a little bit of nature. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like something I've been doing to stay inspired is like 
maybe I haven't been staying as inspired because it is really stressful and I'm hoping to get back into that. So if anybody listening has tips for staying inspired during this time, you should just share them. Yeah, I think that with our move and everything, it's been hard to create, but I think what's been inspiring me to create like now and in the future is the fact that, you know, everyone is stuck inside and everyone has a little bit of time. So I've just thought about like what can I make that people want to, you know, maybe escape a little bit. So I think that's been inspiring and for me to create things. And honestly, now that you're saying that, like being creative, I feel like makes us both super happy. Like that's like we're happiest when we're creating things. And now that we're settled here or settling here, I feel a lot more inspired. So I'm excited to start working on more things. Totally. So and then what are we going to do after this is over? I want to go to like a sushi restaurant and just sit sit and eat. <laughs> I want to like go to Target. Yes. <laughs> and as well, obviously, I want to tour. I want to play shows for everyone out there. And we want to get back on the road. But, you know, we're excited for when that happens. But right now, we're all in this together. Like I just want to, not that I just want to go to Target, but I just want to like go to places. Like, you know, you just want to go and do the normal things. Yeah, I, I guess I never thought I I would miss being around strangers so much. Yeah, I feel like I I wonder when we'll all feel comfortable enough to like go travel someplace again. Stay tuned. Yeah, we'll, we'll find, find out. out. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Imchu. That was an amazing question. It was very deep, and so I love I loved it. Thank you, Imchu. Um. Okay, so we want to thank our special, super special patrons, which are our VIP tier. Magic VIPs. A big shout out to Joey Weinberg. Dylan Barningham. Joe Alexander. Aerodynamatic. Neil. Anderson Pierce. Plex Gabardine. Matthew Callis. Manny Batista. And Kayla Smith. You guys are ultimate VIPs. And thank you to all the imaginary friend patrons. We're your best friends. And yeah, thanks for hanging out with us and talking to us. But yeah, if you're still listening, thank you so much for being here in our podcast. Thanks for coming to our podcast. And please subscribe and comment if there is a way to comment. I mean, comment as in like, say it now. And leave a review because like that's so helpful. I know we keep saying it, but honestly, it really is. And rating it and leaving a review is just something we really appreciate. And it helps others find the podcast. So please do that. And let us know on Twitter and Instagram if you listened. But we just want to say we love you guys, and we're so excited to be back on the podcast grind. We're going to come at you every week until the end of time. That's a guarantee. Is it? Yes. That's stressful, yo. Well, this podcast will never end. Okay. But send us your songs. I don't know. What else can we say except for... Thank you for listening. Honestly, thank you. And bye. 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 Should we press record now? Yeah, I think so. That's a good practice run. Yeah, I think we got the rehearsal down. So, like, maybe at the end you could do, like, a G sharp on that note. Okay, I'll Bye. try. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. It's kind of like, um, what's it called? Third Eye Blind. Goodbye. <laughs> okay, from the top.